All right, guys. I wanted to start this week off by kind of looking back at the joy that we all feel and why we're all wrestling fans. So as a kid growing up with the 64, I ran Warzone into the ground, which is arguably the worst game ever. And I have fought and fought and fought every time somebody says that. I've spent most of my adult life giving pushback to anyone that says Warzone sucks because that's the only game I had as a kid growing up because I was a WWF guy in a WWF family. My brother loved Stone Cold. We loved WWF. We didn't watch a lot of WCW. And it's not that WCW wasn't good. It's just that we watched WWF exclusively. So I recently bought WCW Revenge and you guys were right. I never will play Warzone again. And yes, I still own it for the 64 because when I copped the 64, guess what one of the first games I bought was? Yep, WWF Warzone. Now, let me say this again in clear English. WCW Revenge is a far better game. I've never been more wrong about anything in my entire life. I'm convinced. I spent the last three days playing with different characters and getting equal amounts of enjoyment out of running through their movesets. Like, how could such a small thing be overlooked so easily? Like, you think about WWF Warzone, like Stone Cold's moveset. Like, it's it's just, you have a stunner because it's your special move, but it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do at all. You have to really work to get that stunner. And I do love the voiceover aspect of Warzone, where when you tackle someone with Stone Cold, you get the, oh, hell yeah, or Goldust, uh, he, he makes his, uh, his weird debut noises where he's just like, ooh, when he gets hit, he sounds like a horse. And, you know, you got mankind saying mommy because that's the era. But there is something truly special about WCW Revenge. And I can't believe it took me 30 years to figure it out. I started playing with Booker T yesterday and just really, really getting a lot of enjoyment. I must have spent an hour and a half playing with Booker T. And today I decided to fire up the big bad booty daddy. And again, <laughs> I just got an hour of enjoyment out of that before my kid came in the house with his two friends. And they're right around the same age of eight to 12, which is what I was when I first really began to love wrestling. And him and his friends came in and said, what is this game? And I said, well, it's WCW Revenge. And sure enough, 35 minutes later, all three of them are playing WCW Revenge. Now, who do you think they picked if they get the choice to pick somebody on the WCW roster? You guessed it. That's right. They picked the Giant, a.k.a. Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show. And the second one picked Hulk Hogan. So... I watched my son make the bad decision of choosing Brian Adams for the first round. And I, I don't, uh, I don't particularly know much about Brian Adams. Um, so if my ignorance is here, I'm sorry, but they proceeded to just lay waste to Brian Adams and just beat him to death. And he was bleeding and he lost and it was terrible. It went on for 20 minutes. And by the time I got the controller, he couldn't even move or run because he was too beat up and too slow. So after they did a, a tag team handicap match against poor old Brian Adams, I decided to avenge them in the funniest way possible. So 
I grabbed old WCW Rey Mysterio and took him to task by isolating them by one at a time. So I, I threw a big show on the ground with a, with a little bit of Rey Mysterio action. It doesn't seem like it would work, but trust me, it did. And then I just decided to bounce off the ropes and kick Hulk Hogan in the face, immediately blood. So we're on the right track. If you can get Hulk Hogan to bleed almost immediately, you're doing something right. So I decided the best way to do this is to, number one, don't go hands up with Hulk Hogan and Rey Mysterio. Bad decision. If you get hands up with Hulk Hogan against Rey Mysterio, you're going to lose. Uh, number two is don't let the big show get near you whatsoever. Do not let him clinch with you. Stay as far away from those giant, giant arms of his. And honestly, what's he got? Like six inches on Rey Mysterio? <laughs> That's an understatement. I bet it's more than six inches. Either way, the object is to just avoid them, get them apart. And I'm better than them because they're younger than me and kids can't beat adults. So there you go. That's what it is. Um, I just, I love these games because when you take an old N64 game, even one you weren't really familiar with as a kid, like WCW Revenge, it really brings out that uh, they just don't make them like this anymore. Like there's no games that are just like pick up and put down games anymore. I miss this this particular thing about video games. Like you, you don't have to be that invested. Like I'm not spending 40 hours plus on WCW revenge. I'm maybe spending 30 minutes on it every two or three nights because I'm a busy person and I work a full-time job. But in that 30 minutes, two or three times a week, I'm learning how to play this game and I'm getting as much enjoyment every single time. That's why these video games are for me. I don't have the attention span to run through 40 hours of Fallout. I just don't. Just give me Rey Mysterio against a big show and Hulk Hogan and let me do my thing. Feels me? Hey, it's Taylor from Jada Wrestling. God, it's hot again. Every night, it's becoming a routine that I have to sleep with a fan. And last month, my fan went down because I use it a little bit more than I'm maybe recommended to use it. So I went to Dan's Fan City in Clearwater, Florida. Got me another fan, another ceiling fan, to put up on my roof to make sure I stay cool during the night. Because no one likes a sweaty boy. Back to the podcast. Thanks for hanging through the break. So I wanted to put the gauntlet down and take the second segment of this show tonight and talk about NXT. I know it gets a bad rap because most of you started to watch NXT 2.0 and were immediately turned off and decided that it's not worth your time anymore. I also have seen a handful of you on the IWC besmudging the name of NXT UK and making sure that you can tell everybody that you don't like anybody that came out of that. Here's the thing. They've got some stars. They've got some diamonds in the rough. They've got a literal diamond mine, no pun intended. Right now, I'm telling you, and I've, as far as Tiffany Stratton goes, and we're going to get into that, I've been saying this for two months since she hit that modified Vader bomb on Wendy Chu. I've been saying the girl is a star. Her moonsault has been perfection, it's perfection every single time. Now, I'm not going to go out here and scream at the sky and say best moonsault ever. I'm not going to do that. Because there's some people, I, I might, you know, Kurt Angle, Io Shirai, there's a handful of people that I would probably put in front of that Tiffany Stratton moonsault. But I will say, 
if you're uh, still not watching NXT because of what they did to the black and gold brand, maybe it's time to open your eyes and check things out because they've got some bona fide studs on that roster. We already talked about Tiffany Stratton. I, I kind of know that you all hate annoying characters because you, you make a habit of going on the internet and talking about how terrible The Miz is. But get past the gimmick and watch her for the wrestling, and she is an absolute star. You've got Braun, which I don't need to explain Braun Breaker to you. You all know who he is because you've seen his uncle. You've seen his daddy. The boy ain't no different. He's the same damn thing. If we could get a handful of these guys and just spread them around wrestling, they could really make a handful of uh, companies a lot better. If they do do like a Black Friday and they get rid of many of these guys, no doubt in my mind that half of this roster could work on another another stage, another company, and really, really help a company out. Like, imagine if we could get Charlie Dembski on Impact. Or, or honestly, AEW. He is so damn good. Like, he reminds me so much of his dad by mannerisms and the way he wrestles. And I don't think there's a lot of these big, giant Matt wrestlers anymore. And to me, he just seems like a lanky tall Matt wrestler and I really really like that it's something you don't see a whole bunch anymore like that his dad's William Regal if you didn't already know that but his mannerisms are so similar to him and it's just such a lost art to see William Regal's style of wrestling and it really makes me happy to get that out of him but think about it like you you would think that this year we're gonna bump Carmelo Hayes to the main roster and he's gonna be an absolute star on the main roster because There's nothing the man can't do. They built all these people up from scratch, too. Like They all had their little bit of peccadillos or problems when they came in, and they figured those problems out and been able to seamlessly move them in the right direction. Sure, you've got some stragglers here and there that still need a little work, but you can't say that they're not improving. I spent the better half of last year boosting Zoe Starks and saying how good she was. And yes, she needed work. And yes, she still needs a little bit of work. She has improved. Everybody that I said needs work has really, really improved. You all know I'm a Cora Jade guy now, but I did not used to be a Cora Jade guy when 2.0 started. And she really uh, cut her teeth with that uh, skateboarding gimmick as a face. I didn't like it. I wasn't there for it. But I'm telling you, if you're if you're still not watching NXT because of the 2.0 shit, you're still going to have some stuff on the show that you're not going to like. Trust me, there's there's tons of things on there where you're going to be like, why are we doing this? What's this for? But understand, you could probably do that with any wrestling show. Like, example, AEW. I'm good on the gun club. I don't need these guys on TV. Why are they here? It's not for me, but I bet you there's somebody out there that really likes Colton and Austin Gunn. It's just not me. There's stuff on every show that you're not going to like. But if you're not taking the time to get to see some of these key moments, even if you're just watching the clips, if you're missing these key moments and key promos, then you're missing out on something good. If you're a heel fan and you're not getting to see what Grayson Waller is doing right now, is he the best? No, he's not the best going right now as a heel. But is he a really, really good heel? Yes. Yes, he is. Is he doing some special stuff on NXT right now? Yes. Yes, he is. There are tons of people on that roster 
that are really, really, really good wrestlers. And I think I saw a promo the other day for uh, Tyler Bates to come back. And I'm telling you, there's a bunch of people that when they start getting things rolling and they figure out a way to make all these UK people work, they're going to have a powerhouse of a show on their hands. They really, really are. And I hope that you all will open-mindedly look into this once in a while. Like maybe check them out on Vengeance Day and just kind of see what's going on. And maybe you'll like the, the pay-per-view. Again, if you, you like what you like, if you don't like it, I'm not going to sit here and scream on a mountaintop. But let me tell you that there's a lot of people worthwhile in this company. There's a lot of people that are sitting at the mid-level that are slowly and gradually getting better. Give them time. They're going to surprise you. All right. To finish off the show tonight, I want to go ahead and put my foot in my mouth again. First of all, Brian Adams' crush was, I should have known crush right away. It's been a really, really long day. And I should have had that right on the tip of my tongue. And I'm sorry, guys. I've been slacking. But after this, you're going to hate me way worse than you did when I made Brian Adams just Brian Adams and told you that I didn't know anything about him. Because I know tons about Crush. I know a lot about him. But I diverge. I digress. Let's move on. We need more celebrity cameos. That's right. I said it. We need more celebrity cameos. I'm not talking about Logan Paul. I'm not talking about Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass crew. No, I'm not talking about Bad Bunny. I hope they all do come back, by the way, all three of them. But that's not what I'm getting at. When I say we need more celebrity cameos, I need, mean we need more celebrity cameos like RoboCop, like Chucky. These types of cameos, not human cameos, just pop culture cameos. We could do this. There's a lot of undeveloped land in the uh, the areas surrounding WWE and fandoms that are similar to WWE. All I'm saying is, if, if we found a way to work this Megan chick from this Megan movie in to uh, Friday Night SmackDown, I, I would kind of pop. I know that in the past, when all these segments have happened, everybody gets really, really upset. Like when Chucky showed up on NXT again, everybody was like, fuck again? We're bringing Chucky into wrestling again? But they had a direct connection because he was on UFC USA right afterwards. Fuck a direct connection. We need to do this. This is a popular movie. We need to ingrain our culture as wrestling fans into everyday pop culture. The best way to do that is to collaborate with other things in the in the stratosphere. Now, for the last two years, they've tried to snag Cardi B into coming into wrestling. Try to get different people here and there to see if we could do that. That's one thing that AEW has been able to do leaps and bounds better than WWE. We'll get Action Bronson to show up and do a segment. Almost a wrestling match. We'll get Rick Ross to come out and cut a promo. That's pretty damn fucking cool. We'll get Lamar Jackson in the stadium and have Jeff Jarrett talk shit to him. Also something that Jeff Jarrett's been able to do for a really, really long time. But WWE has not really been able to get away with this as much as they used to. They used to have this all the time with, with uh, Fred Durst showing up and getting involved or whoever the guy is, whatever. They had so many people that were willing to come out 
and be wrestling fans and have fun with wrestling fans and be part of the show. Is that a lost thing? Is that a thing that we don't do anymore? Because I feel like there's still tons of people that love wrestling. Otherwise, why in the hell would I do a podcast about it every week? Oh, it's because I love it. I'm not even going to lie to you. But all I'm saying is I could put together a short list here and these guys would be perfect for WWE television. There's so many right now. You're telling me that you wouldn't love a Steve Harvey segment on WWE. I'm just saying, if we could get Steve Harvey in a promo battle with MVP and the Hurt Business, I'm all in. If he just came in and he goes, I don't like what you guys are doing. I'm all in. Terrible Steve Harvey impression, by the way. I'm not an impressionist. I'm not on SNL. You know that. Get over it. Like, listen, we could we could even do a crossover show that maybe the boys go on Family Feud. Then he comes on WWE. Never know. We could even start it on the Family Feud. One of them could say something he didn't like, and he'd be like, oh, don't make me come on your show. I'll do it. Then pop, he's in there on SmackDown Friday night. I'm just saying, we had Drew Carey in the Royal Rumble. Who's to say Steve Harvey isn't going to show up in the Royal Rumble? I would P.O.P. That's all I'm going to say. All the answers are up on the board. All you got to do is guess them. And that's Family Feud. And we could have a wrestling feud and a Family Feud. Steve Steve Harvey for the Rumble. Book it.